How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode 18 of the Easy Peasy Podcast. Um, today is an interesting episode. Uh, we are we are talking about parking, as in where you put your vehicle, right? We are talking about it in depth, which sounds kind of boring, but... I, I'd, I'd say just give it a chance because we're talking about more more than parking. We're talking about police, okay? And I've been keeping my eye on the police. You know, ever since last summer, I'm just curious if they're if they're changing their strategies in any way, if they're, you know, if they're stepping it up or if they're backing off. And frankly, it just seems like they're stepping it up, you know? more and more presence. You know, I, I rode my motorcycle up to the up to the circle up in Indianapolis, Monument Circle, where the bikers often hang and this is this is tradition, you know, almost every Friday, Saturday night during the summer, you know, people hang out. And I get up there and as I get to the circle I see just all police cars, right? No, no other vehicles uh, parked, and they're directing traffic, you know, away from the circle. And they got they got orange signs up everywhere that say that say no parking anytime. <clears throat> and it's kind of weird, you know. I haven't seen this since basically since last summer's protests. And even then, parking was still going on. They had a very difficult time managing that. You know, people just kind of were doing what they wanted. But they basically, like, were locking down the circle, right? It looked like they were setting up base camp. You know, like I said, there was probably a dozen cop cars, if not more, and nobody else except... I saw some people getting ticketed, specifically motorcycles. A couple of motorcycles were parked, and I saw cops writing up tickets on these little devices, right? The new ticket book. And I kind of follow where they're directing me, and I take a right, and and I see this bike getting ticketed, and I see... I see a friend of mine. Now, it's not the bike I'm used to seeing him on, but I know him. And I pull over, and him and the cop are talking. And I said, you okay, buddy? He said, yeah, 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 just a second. And I kind of picked up on the fact that the cop was letting him off, right? And uh, I don't like saying it that way, but you know what I mean. And he came over to me and he said, hey, you know, like, follow me. I'll, you know, let's go find a place to park and we'll chat. And, and I busted out the recorder. And I, I recorded the conversation. You know, I, I really didn't know what to expect. Um, we kind of just were trying to figure out what was going on, right? And it led to an interesting conversation. And... An interesting question. 
And that is <clears throat> what are police supposed to do? And what is the militia supposed to do? An interesting question. So with that, I'm going to let this conversation roll. I I hope you give it a listen. You know, John's kind of a funny guy. But I think he's I think he's done his homework. You know, when I when I was talking to him, I wasn't completely sure. I wasn't sure if I was following totally if he was making complete sense. And he says one or two things that'll make you wonder, but I recommend giving him the benefit of the doubt and and we'll really tease this question out. Now with that, here you go. Alright, tell everybody who you are. God damn it. Can I give a pseudo name? No, uh, first name. My name's John. My name's John. So what's going on, man? I, I've known you for probably almost a year now just from the biker hangout. You know, like basically in Indy, all the bikers hang out at the circle most weekends, Friday, Saturday night. Everybody just parks, hangs out, checks out each other's bikes. Nothing ever goes wrong as far as I can tell, but what, what's going on tonight, man? So apparently, I've lived in Indy 36 years, right? Been riding bikes two years downtown. And apparently after COVID, they started putting up, um, police started putting up orange signs on certain parts of the circle that say no parking anytime. So I'm like, wait a second, what ordinance are they enforcing with this sign? So I went and asked and they said, oh, we're enforcing the other no parking signs that say 6 to 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So I go look up this, they quote a city ordinance. They say, we only put up these signs during the times that are written in those ordinances. So I go look, I'm like, okay, that's legitimate. If it's a law that's passed, a city law, they're in, just enforcing that. So I go look up the ordinance and the ordinance has lists of areas. They divide the circle into four quadrants, actually eight sections, right? But now what they've done is put signs all the way up in north and down Meridian, all on Meridian. They basically, by order of IMPD, uh, apparently IMPD thinks it's le legal and to, to just put, write signs that, that are laws that don't even exist anywhere through legislation. So now they're, they're acting as, they're not law enforcement, they're law writers. Yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're acting as legislator, judge. I mean, that's not even their office. I hear you. So, so it kind of bothers me that they have the they can just print off signs, post them all over the city, and instantly. I mean, I go in to get a bubble tea, and come out 60 seconds later, and I got two cop cars on me, and I'm getting written a ticket. Well, I saw him writing a ticket for you um, when I pulled in. I didn't recognize yeah. your bike because it's not the bike I'm familiar with you riding. Is this a new ride, by the way? Yeah, yeah, it's a new Kawasaki ZH2. It's fucking cool, man. <laughs> but I was, I was like, where the fuck are all the bikers? I've seen guys riding around the city all night, and usually on a Saturday night, you know, yeah, everybody kind of congregates at the right. circle. And it's, like I said, I've never seen anything go wrong. I've never seen any issues. Um, and it's kind of like tradition almost. And in Indianapolis, like we've got this culture of, of, of engines and motorcycles and cars. And, and it's really disappointing pulling into downtown, into the circle here this evening, 
And I'm like, I, you know, I didn't see any bikers. I saw two bikers getting ticketed, basically. And I saw probably 10 or 12 fucking cop cars. There were more cops on the circle than citizens. Right. right? So, so it's not just about bikers. Like, we're a bike. We're a, I'm part of the biking community. But it's, it's bigger than that because they use special events to justify their signs. But then they leave. The, but then they, they put the signs up before, after the, months before the event even occurs yeah all different it has nothing to do with events yeah so what it is is there certain bikers and cars will peel out act wild you like that t-dub brother and what they, what they've done is they say oh instead of sitting on the circle and looking for traffic violators and ticketing those individuals we'll just we're going to write a blanket policy that doesn't exist anywhere in law so it's 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 the definition of an unlawful order yeah all these signs you see out here are unlawful orders there's no legal writing anywhere that legislates it passed that they're allowed to do that that i'm a, that i'm aware of yet. yeah well it I sounds like you've looked into it a little oh, yeah. bit i haven't but i i trust your judgment and it's it's frustrating because like the the culture was so vibrant um last summer with people getting together hanging out you know biker culture all the all the hot rod guys would come out too and and they're just shutting it down for, like you said, kind of no reason what, at all. I'm, what 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 legal what legal right do they have to say in order that you can't park? And I mean, they're 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 essentially shutting down all the parking in front of all the businesses, all up and down North and South Meridian, on Michigan, on Ohio, on Market, all around the. Sur- I you, mean, they, they basically think, conquered the whole city. Do you think this has anything to do with last summer? Are they trying to like just keep people out of downtown? Well, it all started after COVID. Yeah. I mean, I didn't see any orange signs before co- before it all started this spring. So. Oh, wow. You know, I don't know if this will jive with you or not, but like I was listening to something earlier today where they're talking about how like law enforcement was all good and well until it became a money-making enterprise. No, law enforcement always was a money. It was always police didn't even exist in your Hebrew culture, your Babylonian culture, even your Roman culture. Yeah. They were all Roman soldiers placed locally, and that's why in our and police exist in Europe when we when we designed our constitution, but they left police out of the constitution. There's no federal law enforcement in the U.S. Constitution. They claim the the 10th Amendment. If, but if you go read the 10th Amendment. I got you, brother. Give his dad his weed, man. Just trying to get something to eat. <laughs> What's your name, brother? David. David? I'm a veteran from the Marines, man. Is that right? Down to Greyhound to one in the morning, ain't got a damn. Can't get nothing to eat. Shit, man. If I had something, I'd give it to you. All right. God bless you, bro. Yeah. Take care. So, so if you go back, I mean, during Black Lives Matter, it got every power that has ever been instituted under God in the universe has been granted power for a purpose. Power is a tool to implement a duty, to enforce, to, to perform a duty, right? So your, your governments generally are given power to enforce uh, peace between states, peace between individuals, that. And so there, it's defined though. So there's a legal, so even if you read, go back and read like IMPDs, when you sign up to be an IMPD, I was reading it last night, you you swear to, to support the Constitution. To uphold and defend the Constitution. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah. where is no parking in a, in a public city? Where, where is that in the Constitution? Seems it's not. Be, it's not. In the, it's not even in the city ordinances. Yeah. You could you could argue, oh, we're enforcing city law, but that's not city law. That's an IMPD command law. That's, that's their own law. That's them deciding nobody can park here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's not. That's nowhere written in city ordinances, state state uh, codes, or 
or uh, especially federal. And so when you get into um, law enforcement, especially federal, because most of your locals obey your federals. When it comes down to it, when federal step in, the locals will obey federals. So there's a pecking order. But if you go, where in the Constitution do you get federal law enforcement? They're, they're a paramilitary that comes from Europe. They came in like 20 or 30 years after our Constitution was signed. They don't even ex And the first police in, in North America were in the North, they guarded shipping docks at, and there were night security watchmen. And in the South, they were slave guards. They were, yeah, yeah. So, and, and, and that's their history in the United States. In Europe, they started as drunks that were that were hired by bars out of jail. So out of detention units, they were hired and badged, given a weapon, and said, now we're going to pay you to b bounce at our bars. And that's how police started. You know, it's interesting. Um, it's like... Uh, we were warned, right, against allowing a standing military in this right. country. And that's clearly what the police have become. Exactly. So it makes sense that there's a lot of people upset with how policing is being done. Because it does, it feels like intimidation a lot of times. Oh, they're, they're a foreign invasive agency. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, a European they're a European military power under the guise of America, with, with American flags on their uniforms. That's all they are. I mean, if you, they're, they're not even legal in the United States. What, what, where, like... Give me a so so if you ask any law enforcement what 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 part of the Constitution how can you claim to support the Constitution if you don't exist in the Constitution? There's only three legally armed groups of people in the United in the in the legal United States. That's your state militias, your private citizens, and your federal military. And the police are none of those, especially federal police. They're not federal military. And that's why you'll see most of your ATF, your BATF, your DEA, and your Homeland Security. They're all passing their own ordinances that actually contradict constitutional rights and limit and, and aggress and continually aggress in writing. But what makes their policies supersede federal policies or even state policy or, or city policies? I understand like, so the 10th amendment says all powers not given, not, not defined for the federal government nor, nor denied the states is grant, hereby granted to the states. So, but then- meaning, meaning you cannot usurp any power that has not been clearly defined in this document, right? What, what that's saying is if it, whatever's, not, whatever's not denied or granted to the federal government is hereby given to the states. So the police will say we exist because of that. But that might justify state police and city police and local police, but that doesn't justify federal. I'd like to ask any federal law enforcement agency, where where are were you instituted in the Constitution? What gives you right to enforce law in the in the U.S. Constitution? Can I ask you what do you what do you call yourself politically? Um, I, I I identify closely with the uh, the Constitutional Party. Constitutionalist. Yeah, there's so only I'm, about three hundred thousand of them. I'm I'm an anarchist, libertarian, you know. And I just, I think people are better off left alone as long as they're not causing trouble. And it's what I love about bike culture. Like I went on Thursday to bike night. Have you heard about bike night? Yeah, I've been out there. It's pretty wild, right? But nobody got hurt. Nobody caused any trouble. You know, there's free beer. There's, everybody's having a good time. There's people doing burnouts, doing drag races. Nothing bad happened. And I was glad that the cops really didn't have a presence there. I was kind of shocked. But, you know, it's, it's frustrating. You, you go downtown where you're used to hanging out with your friends. You know, you stop on the circle, you hang out with all the bikers. But tonight, I show up, 
no bikers are around right except for empty you know uh, abandoned right. motor motorcycles getting ticketed i saw three two or three different motorcycles getting ticketed and and no bikers are hanging out in fact the the circle is like empty right. except for cops it's like a dozen cop cars right. out there and no people and d does that feel right you know oh, it's not i mean yeah they, they give an order it's and it's not again it's not just bikers it's I mean, but it's interesting that they ticket all the bikers, but all, there were other cars parked on the circle. I'm running in to get a T and come out and go, and, and I get and I get targeted. Yeah. Right? So it's like, but I'm, that's not even my concern is that they're targeting bikers. My concern is that they're passing ordinances across the entire city and enforcing them and arresting you for things that aren't even legal. Well, I tell you, I was kind of thinking I might go home early tonight and just, like, chill out, but... I'm kind of curious to see what happens after dark because I, I almost assume that the bikers are just going to come and maybe if enough of us just stop and park and say, fuck it, maybe they won't do fucking shit about it. You know what I mean? So, but we'll see. I, you know, it's just a bummer, man. It's like nobody, like I said, nobody's causing any trouble. We're just getting run out of the downtown area for no good reason. And I think it's, I don't even know. It just, it seems like more intimidation, you know? more exertion of power that they shouldn't have it's, in the first place it's a whole yeah. nother it's a non-united states legal agency law enforcement in the united states is a whole nother government it's not even the u.s government um your 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 legal enforcers of law in the united states are your state militias and there's like your your governor is supposed to call up state if there's a riot in indy your mayor isn't supposed to call a bunch of swat police your governor is supposed to call in state organized state militia that have been trained and funded by tax dollars. But what but what they've done is they've made militias illegal and not there's not one penny of of state funding or training that goes to state militias. No, you're right. They said right. that now they said your National Guard is your state militia. But but Bush you two guys on these two bikes. Yes, sir. And the reason why I came to speak to y'all is because I do have a little bit of time and I just want y'all to teach me how to ride those bikes. Now we could do this now for a thousand dollars or we could do it later for 500. <laughs> I mean, hey, I got my cameraman there watching now. You, you guys. That's not a good bike to start on. His might be good, but you won't take it in the grass. You got a thousand bucks cash. You want me to teach you how to ride a motorcycle? Yeah, or we can, we, we can say this. That when my camera people, right, we're gonna, you're gonna show me how to do it. We're gonna be like, okay, this guy, you know, he's actually doing it. Okay. Where, where's my camera guy? There they go, right there. Hey. There so now you have a non-legal agency, a, a not an armed. No, it's not. It's not non-legal. It's definitely illegal. No, I'm talking it's, about. Oh, a, I'm about to say it's, this is issue. YouTube. I think we're good, brother. I, you know, no offense or nothing. Good luck, but. I, I, I made a rule. I don't let anybody get on my motorcycle except me. Okay. Yeah. I'm just playing with you anyway. I figure I, if I you if you flash me a thousand bucks, I'd be awful tempted. But yeah. You fucking around. No, I can no, tell. No, actually, I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I, I just I just wanted to be like, okay, I see these guys are next to their bikes. It was kind of like that. You know what I mean? It was, you know, yeah. All right. No worries, bro. No worries. Um, but yeah, but I, I work at um. I just apply for Brothers, but um, I work at Kilroy's and um, Hooters. My girlfriend laughed at me because, and I just wanted to stop and smoke a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. But um, my girlfriend laughed because when I did apply, she said, you're not a girl. I said, what? I said, 
doesn't matter. I can be a dishwasher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I told him that y'all was my camera crew. And now you got the issue of that you got, so you got a non, you got a counter United States paramilitary group known as federal law enforcement and local law enforcement, right? And now when they arrest you and detain you, those jails are 90% funded by federal, by uh, private corporations. You know, I, um, those are corporately run entities. I've recently, so now you have corporates passing laws that don't exist on U.S. books, don't exist in state books, don't exist in the city law. They've completely circumvented, circumvented legal law writing and law process, uh, due process. Right. And there's a whole nother system. So I'm very interested in food. My business is gardening and, and I'm interested in food freedom. And there's a lot of laws that make it very difficult for us to feed ourselves, right? You might not be surprised to hear that. Um, but there's there's been issues in the past where, I, I like I met a fellow that, that got busted a couple times for selling raw cow's milk, right? Mm -hmm. Unpasteurized yep. cow's milk. And uh, and he found out that basically he was taking cow's milk from, from Wisconsin to different different communities in Illinois and uh, they were trying to get him on sort of uh, interstate commerce laws and this and that and they were trying to shut him down and he actually went to his local sheriff knowing that the sheriff is a is a publicly elected individual right. and that they are I believe a constitutional law enforcement sort of uh, you know they're closest thing to it yeah yeah and they're elected they're they're res they're responsible to their constituents so he reached out to his local sheriff and said, hey, the feds are fucking with me. Right. All I'm doing is sell, selling cow's milk and the FDA is 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 coming for me. Right. Will you back me up? And and basically it came down to the, the local sheriff standing up to the feds right. saying you're not welcome in our community. Right. And I think that's a cool when that kind of shit happens that way. That's it gives me a little bit of hope in the system. I'm, I'm right. pretty much anti-establishment altogether. But at least it's like maybe there is a case to be made for that local law enforcement being able to be the the sort of wall between the feds and the people. Right. So maybe our sheriff is like the most important elected official yeah. in our community. Yeah. I mean, your sheriff are generally your local court enforcers. And, and I mean, you, and your your bounty. There I have mean, been cases in the courtroom because the bailiffs, they, bailiffs are accountable to the sheriff's department. So there have literally been cases where someone was found guilty, and the judge ordered the bailiffs to basically arrest the person and take them to jail. This is all food-related stuff. These are stories I heard at a conference I went to, but basically. It got to the point where this local sheriff's department had the back of the of the defendant in this case, and when the judge said bailiff arrest this man, the sheriff stood up and said bailiff stand down, and they let the man walk free. And yeah. I mean that gives me chills. I I wish I could have been in that room, right? But right. Well, that's what you'll notice. I I you'll notice that you're. I've seen I've seen federal law enforcement come and vi and get in conflicts with local police. And that's what you notice is that there's actually two, there's there's your illegal government and there's your legal government. And you have both of those under the guise and the public generally accepts all law enforcement is legal, but half of them aren't. Yeah. Most of them aren't. So, and you'll notice that like, so when you, when you join the military, you swear an oath to defend the, not, not a land or a people, but a constitution. 
because that legal document is what defines the country of the United States. And that persists whether or not people come or go. So that is the definition of what the United States is. It's, if it's not written and agreed upon, we don't have anything. Yeah. And so, and so, so you can tell who are enemies of that constitution by who, who pass ordinances that violate it, who in restrict the rights that the, the that the constitution um, permits, and those are the enemies of the constitution. And oftentimes it's the police, unfortunately. Oh yeah, it's most often your federal law enforcement. They have a history of doing that. Well, man, yeah, I think we so I think we said it pretty well. I'm just glad that I did. I got out of there before I got ticketed. So you did get you got off without a ticket. Well, he got my number down. He said he voided something, so I wouldn't get something. But I I don't know what legal grounds they have to, unless there's a law that the city has passed legislation is, the legislative branch of Indy has passed and said, the police have rights to write to 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 print laws, post signs, and do anything they want, but. I haven't found that law in our in our state code. Well, and so. I found it interesting because I pulled up next to you, right? I saw you talking to the cop, and I could tell the cop was really trying to be a very nice guy, right? Did you you pick that up? I'm sure he was like yeah, he waved at me earlier. He was being very nice, very agreeable, and my assumption is that it's because he's doing something that he knows isn't quite right, so. Like, he let you off without a ticket. When If he felt that what he was doing was justified, he would have given you that ticket anyways, right? That's my opinion anyways. I just right. think it's kind of, it's just sad to see. Like, I think a lot of cops are good people, right? And it's too bad when, when you push a culture to the point where we're saying, fuck the police. But most of them are decent people just doing their, just doing their fucking job. But the problem is if the job is, is unjust, and unconstitutional they shouldn't be doing it right right and and you can only give them so much benefit of the doubt you know just because you're being asked to do it doesn't mean you have to i think cops right. need to start exercising discretion on their own behalf right well i'm not i i have no comment i mean on the character of individual people in an office i'm talking about the office is the, the office is the, the office itself legal yeah and um so it just it's um yeah i mean what do you think man there's a bunch of bikers heading up to the circle should we like yeah. rally up and see if we can just make a presence well there's nothing against rolling through it yeah yeah so all right i appreciate it john yeah That's what I'm trying to understand. What gives IMPD an uh, authority to write an ordinance I'll show you. I'll that's show not, you. yeah. So we're trying to get an answer here as to what's going on. Did they did they tell you anything? They said they got a, a ordinance. I just haven't seen it yet. Stop stand parking where prohibited. Okay, we can post those during temporary events, such as bottom one, 621, 121. That's one, the city ordinance? That's number? the one we're using, yes. Okay. So temporary events, we've been seeing these signs up, right. it seems these, like, for these over don't a year. Exist just during, yeah. You know you put these up long before any events. Mm -hmm. like these were up, they've been up for two months. Well, a lot of times this side's posted because for the Hilbert Circle Theater request. Right, there's eight quadrants, there's four quadrants on this circle, and all eight, and there's each, each quadrant is broken in half. 
200 feet north of market to and if you go back and read the city ordinance i'm trying to show you the picture because i looked up the city code and it's be any day between six i just want to show it to you i don't i haven't don't have it memorized i haven't printed it off i printed it off for this very okay. reason well that's fine so okay. now now at this particular time you're correct but but i'm saying those signs don't agree with any legal there's that's not written anywhere in law yes it is i just showed you the number to use so that's what is that law what does that ordinance say no stopping standing or parking at what times though in which there isn't times assigned to it that there's a then that contradicts the other ordinance that exists no it doesn't because it there i'll show you is there an, an event going on yes and what would that be the indiana black expo okay I need to come back at a time when it's not an event and when you'll still have the signs up because that's when they'll be illegal, like they were last week, which okay. I brought it up. Okay. Did now you I'm get, just coming to you during an event. Did you get a parking ticket for it? No. Then why are you complaining? Because oh. I almost did. Well, but you didn't, did you? No. Now, okay, now. And did I not void that ticket for you? you I did, did didn't well, I? Well, it's not illegal. Why are we arguing? Because, okay. Well, like here, I said, oh, maybe I'll come back at okay, a different time when those signs are actually in an illegal time. Because no. okay. right now they're legal. We've, you and I have had this conversation. You told me it was illegal. We talked over here, I think it was, and I told you that those signs yeah. are absolutely Yeah, illegal and I went back and looked up the ordinance, okay. and the ordinance defines eight quadrants. He, he, won't, he won't listen to what I'm trying to tell him with this ordinance here. Okay. He's let me, let me, about let me go one. read that one. I told you, 621-121. 621, yeah. Indiana Code. And what I'm trying to tell you, this over here is posted for the Hilbert Circle Theater. That's what they requested. That's what they did. Can I take this, a picture of that uh, and look at that ordinance? You interrupt me one more oh, time and you and I are done talking. I haven't interrupted you while you're talking. You keep cutting me off. My apologies. This is posted this way because Columbia Club bought the passes. So they own all of this. That's why those signs there are up all the time. So really, we're only talking about that side and that side. Okay? okay. Now, we don't always enforce the ones that are up all the time like last Saturday night or next Saturday night. But the Indiana Black Expo event in town, we are. And we, those signs are 100% legal. 621, 121. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm gonna look that it's up. It's just bottom one, so I'm gonna put it right by my thumb. Okay. All right, thank you. So you got 121, 122, 23, and 24. We're okay. using 121. And you're saying that that ordinance is what blocks for, all parking on the whole circle at all times? Because that's what your sign said. Right. You're saying that ordinance says that there's no parking ever allowed on the circle? No. Because that's what your sign said. Look at the orange sign, no parking anytime. Park your bike there and see how long it stays. Are we done? I, I think so. I mean, and, I'm not... And you, are you done? Are yes, you sir. I'm, Good man. You know, guys, these cops really don't like to be asked questions. That's, that's just the simple fact of it. They don't like to be challenged. They don't like their authority to be questioned in any way shape or form uh yeah we just wanted to know a few things but what can i say well and for anybody that thinks that like we're being a little petty here it's just parking right but but the point is um you know apparently there is a there is an event going on it's the indiana black expo right. uh so now they're saying every time i come to them no matter i've done this over the last two three weeks they use some current event like every time I talk to them, so what I need, what we're going to start doing is rolling up on here times when the laws actually permit parking there, and then say why, how is, it, how is that sign? Because they're going to have their signs up during the periods when it's actually legal to park there, and I'm then that's when they'll say how is that a lawful order? 
at this current point in time, that's an unlawful order because their signs contradict city law. Well, and just they I make mean, it illegal at all times, and it's not illegal at all times. It's only illegal at certain times, and that's why it doesn't do any good to go there in a time when it is illegal and try to argue that their signs are illegal, because it, uh, what because you're not in the moment. So, we'll well, go. I, I thought it was interesting when he snapped at you for for supposedly interrupting him, which I suppose maybe you interrupted him, but it, besides the point, he kind of snapped at you, got real aggressive. He kind of escalated the situation. For no real good reason we were just kind of asking some questions wanted to know what was going on i just thought the way that one cop handled it well and really i mean the three of them together they had this group mentality where clearly they felt like you're gonna do what we say or or else right right so yeah. notice how they said oh it's because of the events that are currently happening right now but then the other officer did you remember when he came in and he said oh i know this guy he asked me about him yeah because i went up to him a month six weeks ago is that right yeah there was no event going on it was a, those they put those signs up long before the events they weren't for the events yeah i think they just don't want people hanging out on no, the circle i think they're passing they're... large in illegal orders because they're not they don't want to actually be be on the circle policing it's easier for them to just banish whole areas of the city and say oh we keep we keep having issues in this area so now no one's allowed in this area anymore right they right. don't handle it on an individual case-by-case -case basis they pass large illegal laws that apply to both legal legally abiding citizens and illegally act uh performing you know citizens doing illegal activities they pass general rules that are illegal in the first place that apply to both groups but irregardless of you whether you drive recklessly or burn out or or race around the circle or, or blow your, you know, burn your tires or whatever. So it's lazy policing. It's lazy and illegal policing is what it is. Well, and frankly, like during the Black Expo, like I don't know if it's the right move. Just, just in terms of like, there's clearly this like, this strife between the black community and police. And like maybe they, Maybe they'd be better off not acting like a like an occupying military force. Well, you know? they don't. It's not just Black Expo or the Black Panthers. I know a state legislator um, who organized a uh, uh, anti-mask, uh, and there was maybe a hundred people out here. And he was a, he's a state legislator, and he's out here. And they called in a fake bomb threat and had the whole circle club use that as an excuse to banish his whole protest really so now that's violating the rights of people to and they to you, assemble yeah. right yeah and, and and their supposed bomb was a freaking homeless person's bag leaned up against the fire hydrant and they use that as to, a reason to to break up the protest yeah, yeah here's 20 bucks put this bag here and we'll close the whole circle off and therefore your protest and it's for safety purposes we're not letting you protest yeah, well, it, I mean, that sounds like similar to what, what I mean, was going on last summer, man. I saw enough of it. I was I was in the midst of it, and I saw enough to know that the cops didn't do anything to de-escalate. To de they only escalated the situation. And it's just frustrating that, yeah, you, you'd think that maybe they would learn after last summer to not be so fucking aggressive and to let the citizens do what the citizens, you know, to do what the citizens do. But I guess that's just beyond question at this point. They, I think it's a mentality with cops where to question their authority at all is a threat, you know. And they're not, they're not willing to have their authority questioned. You know, just us asking them a couple of questions. Right. Clearly, they they did not like that, right? Or they don't want to identify who where they get their authority from. Yeah. 
which is all I'm asking, right? I'm not saying you don't have it. I'm just looking for the source of it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a, a, a law enforcement agency has to has to be under some law, right? I mean, you don't have any power if you don't have uh, someone in. So, it's, it's, and again, it's not just about, oh, I'm a biker and I want to hang out on the circle. No, it's the fact that all these businesses have customers that need to park somewhere in order to keep their business alive. Yeah. And they're essentially shutting down all access to all business. It's, it's, it's territory or conquering. It does. It feels like us, us versus them. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, man, I'm going to turn the recorder off, but I'm glad I ran into you because uh, this is, this is interesting. I was real curious what the fuck right. was going on. So here, he but. gave me a picture of the order and we can look that up off cam off, off audio, but he, I was, I, the one time I needed to find the photo, I couldn't find, I couldn't grab it. I just saw it. Um, right here, right? Yeah, there's an, oh, this is the one I wanted to bring up. Where's the pics, where's this? Oh my gosh, it's, still, it's disappeared from my phone. I took a screenshot of a... One of the signs or... There it is. This is the only legal parking on the circle, right? This is Indiana, uh, see it's from the, the Munich code. It's, it's in this legal code. From the only times it's illegal to park on the circle, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. any day of the week. See how they have Monument Circle? Yeah. They, it's the only place in the whole parking restriction list where Monument Circle is listed. It's any day of the week, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. So we're at 8, we're at 8 p.m. Mm -hmm. So we're outside that. So it was actually legal to park there. See, Monument Circle Northwest, Northwest. They define Northwest as the outer curb um, from Mark, Market, which is the east-west street all the way up to so they have all basically let's just keep this simple i won't i won't go through the sections of the circle let's say let's just count the whole circle but it's from 6 a.m to 6 p.m there's not one registrate uh law here that says you can't park on the circle after 6 a.m after 6 p.m but their signs are up right now saying it's illegal yeah yeah so they so by it doesn't say by by state by city code it says by IMPD order. So it's an unlawful order. Yeah. That is the definition of enforcing an order that doesn't exist in written code is elite is an unlawful order. And they're citing, go back to and, the picture and, and, and of if, the, if uh, I go in and have tried to have this conversation with them, they see me as combatant. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then they'll arrest me and take my bike. Clearly he was, Oh yeah. He, he that, was, that's, he was feeling threatened by your questions. Yeah. Well, go, go to the other picture of the codes uh, that he, he showed you. I'm just curious because that's the one that cites something about yeah, so let's uh, read special that. events. So they're using their justification to block the circle at all time. And even when I asked them, I said, so if I, that, so that you're saying that order is what justifies you to say no parking anytime, anywhere on the circle, period, ever. And you see when they got upset? Yeah. And that's when they all, he, oh, he's causing trouble, blah, 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 blah. And if try parking there and see you, and then, then threats come. Because it's because you start you start exposing their foundation and they scramble. It's yeah. like turning lights on cockroaches. Well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's but true. But let's go look at that order. I mean, I'm not open to learn something that I don't know. Uh, well, and I thought it was interesting as we were leaving. 
he says, are you done talking to me and pointing at my bike, which was parked in a place that they didn't want it parked, even though it's completely out of traffic, it's not causing any trouble. And I said, yes, sir, I'm done. And he said, good man. And he said it kind of condescendingly. Okay, so their order is, says, stop or standing park where prohibited. But what defines what's pro- what's prohibited? Yeah. It's only that state code. So let's go 61, 121, 120, 61, 121 through 124. You can't talk law with a law officer because they're illegal in the first place. Well, That's- they don't. They often don't know the ordinances that they're that they're citing. They they really don't. I've heard enough stories to know that like they they often cannot, if questioned, they cannot say what. What the ordinances the that they base their authority on are illegal in the first place. That's the problem. Their whole foundation is illegal. Their institution is illegal. Yeah. So you're going to find an order that they introduced outside of state law. Now, unless the city legis- the state legislator and city um, council has said, "Oh, police have authority to write all laws." And and, and 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 write any order. Well, they may they may have something of that nature pertaining to parking areas, but even so, it just seems like you know we pay the tax money. These streets technically belong to us, but the cops act like the streets belong to them. And that was a big part of the protests last summer. The riots that happened was this struggle of power between the cops feeling like this is our fucking turf, and everybody else saying no, you answer to us. You know, I I just think it's all it's all very much in the same vein. Prohibited all times on certain streets. So they're citing a code that says that parking is prohibited at all times on certain streets, but they're citing it for a street where parking is allowed most of the time. I already showed you where the code says it's allowed after 6 p.m., right? Yes. So now you have two laws. One is an ordinance that makes it illegal. One is that makes it illegal. You see? They're citing a code for streets that have no parking. Basically, they're citing a they're citing a code that's designed to to allow for ticketing of vehicles parked in the middle of the street where there is no parking allowed. But they're par- they're they're citing that code for a situation in which there is clearly defined parking areas, and they're just saying you can't use it. Again, you might think this is this is small shit or we're just splitting hairs, but I think it's important. Like. They're, they're writing tickets. They're taking people's money. Oh, they're taking people's vehicles they're, and putting people in, in incarcerated prisons for it. It's not just... It's not just tickets? Right. I mean, they actually will incarcerate you? Oh, that's what he told me that. That's what he said. He said, if you park park in that spot and see how long your vehicle stays there. Well, so they're threatening to tow you. I doubt they'd throw you in jail. But even still, they're threatening to take away what rightfully belongs to you your personal property. See, if you don't obey an unlawful order, then they get you on, um, um, what's it called? Uh, um, refusal to follow uh, an officer's order, which is a crime. Right. But that that is, that is, that is superseded or dependent on the fact that the order has to be legal in the first place. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, they get you on the minors and they violate the majors. Clearly, they don't have any problem just, just ex, you know, so, so exercising So all, all that says is 121, 
parking prohibited at all times on certain streets. Now, where, what are those certain streets that are all times? That, that's defined over in the section I showed you. Yeah, yeah. There are certain places where the city has passed an ordinance that says it's illegal to park here at all times, but the circle's not one of them. Well, I'll, I'll tie it in together if you I see? can, because I, I want to wrap it up. But like, to me, like biker culture is a cool fucking thing. Like it's a, it's a community of people that get together regularly and hang out, right. have a good time. And to shut that down without just cause, right. you're basically disrupting community. You're disrupting culture. You're, what and you're doing is you're violating the rights of the people to peacefully assemble. To peacefully assemble. That's, That's right. In a public space. Right. And, 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 and bikers do that on a regular basis. And I almost see it as a cool way that the, the citizens gather it is. And, and show a presence that in some ways... Can, can put the cops in their place and say, hey, look, we have and power too. And that's why they conquered the circle. And that's why they're they shutting realize it down. this is where people are congregating. It's a threat to their power. Right. It's, 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 it's a not about the Black Expo. It's about right. power. Right. Because yeah. it existed. They've been doing these signs long before Black Expo ever came. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I said, let me come back to you at a time. This, this is actually a time. See, I was actually in the legal right there, but to, but they didn't know it. Because they or, don't know their own rules. No. Yeah. Because yeah. they're not based on rules. Right. Well, I tell you what, man. I they're think based I'm gonna... on orders that come down from their from their leadership, which pass illegal orders. They obey. They they don't obey. Amer they're not even following their oath as a IMPD officer. So. No, it's a big problem. I think I think maybe it'd be a good idea if all law enforcement officers had to re retake their oath on an annual basis just so they don't have any excuses right well if you get sent out on a duty for a day you ought to know this is the order we're enforcing today and these are the times and this is the area where we enforce it but they're not educated and the and they don't want to be educated nope it's just we're in charge right. and if you don't like it go fuck yourself that's a good looking lambo right there yeah. all right buddy well i'm gonna roll out get myself some dinner but it's good seeing you hopefully yeah. i see you soon yeah yeah all right, man. Take Peace. care. Peace out. So, I I went ahead after coming back and listening to those recordings. I I pulled up the municipal code. Right, this is section six twenty one, one twenty one through one twenty. Four, cited by Mr. Policeman, right? And 621-121, parking prohibited at all times on certain streets. Now, I think any reasonable person would read that to mean that certain streets aren't allowed to be parked on at any time. It says... Parking prohibited at all times on certain streets. So that would mean, in my mind, that a street with, say, signs that say parking, parking, king, king, pro prohibited, that would be on certain streets. But another street, say, that has signs that might say no parking between. 6 a.m. and 6 p.m., um, perhaps I'm allowed to park there. And that would not be one of these certain streets. So he said, we are using that one 
I, I almost want you to go back and listen to that part of the podcast again with the officers because you can hear him say, yeah, that's the one we're using. Hmm, interesting way of saying it, sir. That's the one you're using to do what exactly? Um, would that happen to be steal people's property? I think it might be. But he said that, you know, really, in a sense, at least what I heard, was that they could use any of these 121 to 124. So let's read them all, shall we? So 621-122, stopping, standing, or parking prohibited at all times on certain designated streets. Again, prohibited at all times on certain streets. That doesn't sound like the circle. If you've been to Indianapolis and you've been to the circle, you know that stopping, standing, and parking are pretty much par for the course, shall we say. So let's move on. 621-123. Parking prohibited at all times on specific days, right? Okay, so I almost think this is the one they should be citing. Am I wrong? This is a certain day, the Black Expo, and I can't help help but wonder about the implications of the police stepping up their presence during the Black Expo. I can't begin to question where all those motives come from. And I know there's history, and I know there's been violence, but I think it might be best for the cops to hang back during the Black Expo. Am I right? But it says parking prohibited at all times on certain days. Now again, what was this written with the intention of? This was written with the intention of certain streets not being parked on, say, Monday through Friday, but on the weekends, perhaps, they could be parked on. So, again, I'm not sure, I'm not sure that they would be using it in the, in the proper context. Now, the last one, 124, parking prohibited during specific hours on certain days. I mean, are you seeing my point? Now, if these orange signs had been posted a week ago, now I've seen this done down in Bloomington. Bloomington always did a pretty good job because big events happened and the citizens want to know if they're not going to be able to park somewhere. So they'd put out these orange signs that would say no parking on these specific days at these specific times. Now, that again, that seems so reasonable. I'll let that happen, you know, but it's when all of a sudden, without warning, you can't go to, to the hangout spot because they say so, right? 
because they say so. And they just pick out a municipal code to cite, but it doesn't pertain. I mean, it it vaguely pertains at best. So what do you think? You know, I mean, am I being petty? Am I just being foolish or childish or or am I questioning how much authority the cops should have versus what they seem to have? Because again, it seems to me that they're simply asserting dominance over turf. And of course, the bikers would be their number one threat. Am I, am I going too far? Am I thinking too deep into this? You tell me. You tell me. But I think they decided that instead of, instead of letting the Black Expo just be and just happen, they decided we're going to we're going to call in every gun and we're going to man the streets and we're going to shut down the circle and you know the bikers usually come down Saturday night so don't let them come because what will happen if the bikers and and the black expo and the cops all com combine well you know i bet if the cops weren't there nothing bad would happen but maybe I'm being naive. I don't know. I just tend to believe that people are pretty much okay. And that until you instigate, until you, pro until you, what's the word, provocate, until you accelerate, until you, Until you escalate the situation, most people will be just fine. But when you escalate the situation, a certain percentage of people won't be fine. And the cops are good at escalating things. I'm telling you guys, I'm telling you, that's what I've seen. The First Amendment of the Constitution guarantees the right of the people to peaceably assemble and to petition the government for change. Now, I've seen a lot of bikers peaceably assemble. So, when they shut down the city, I think they're doing it because they're afraid. They're afraid of people. They're afraid of the citizens. They're afraid of more riots. And they don't even know that what they're doing is just increasing the probability of that happening again. When you try to lock people down, they will fight back eventually. Don't you see?
Maybe I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but maybe I do. You know, I could read these cops like like books, and they just seemed so tense. You know, we were just there trying to find some answers. We were curious. You know, of course, we're coming in with our own sort of preconceptions. But we want to know, why can't we park here? And instead of having a civil conversation, they escalated the situation. And they threatened us. And... I don't think they're bad people. I just think they don't know what the fuck they're doing. I just don't think they know that they're... That they're breaking the rules. They're breaking the rules. You understand? The rules do matter. You might think that because I'm an anarchist, I don't care about the rules, but I think I care more about the rules than anyone. The thing I don't care about are the rulers. Hmm? I suppose I do care about them, only that they exist. Because I think we... We don't need rulers. We can make the rules and we can break the rules that are broken already and redesign the system, but we don't need them. They have had the power for so long not even talking about the cops. I'm talking about the people that pull the strings that pull the cops. And these systems are so radically complex that you you gotta just you gotta just think on it. Don't you know? There's a reason that the poor stay poor and the rich get richer. And there's a reason why the cops seem to be a part of that. Why are they taking our money for little things like parking if they were justified if they had a valid model they wouldn't need to extort money if their job was safety they'd probably less people and again I think they're all just doing their best but the problem is people are fucked up people don't know what they're doing do you think the experts know what they're doing 
cite the experts. They're just citing people. Don't trust anybody that you don't know. And don't... Don't assume that cops are always right. Because they're not. They can be wrong. They don't even know the law. And maybe I don't either. Maybe I should consult a lawyer here. But it just seems to me that the cops can sort of do what they want and just cherry pick out of the codes, which I'm sure there's plenty of. And when do we say no? I need to park here. I have business to attend to here. Or I have friends to meet here. Or what have you, you know? They... They don't care about you. They just, they're doing it out of fear because they know it's the Black Expo and they know that there's going to be people and they don't want to deal with it. So like John said, it's lazy policing instead of just having a presence and dealing with the individual bad actors. They, they just say, nope. Nobody allowed. Bye-bye. And this was 8 p.m. in the evening, by the way. The thing about cruise night, when all the bikers hang out that you know down there at the circle, is everybody knows that the cops come and kind of like run everybody out about 10 o'clock. And that's okay. That's a reasonable deal. That's the right to peaceably assemble you know even then i i don't know if the cops have the authority to to put an end to it at say 10 o'clock but at the very least it should be allowed until then you shut it down and people get frustrated i did not prompt john i did not put any ideas in his head I just found him in the moment which he was in I, 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 I saw somebody I knew getting harassed by police and harassed might be a strong word they gave him they, they, they voided the ticket but did you hear him two of them two of them said the same thing they said did you get a ticket no? Well, why are you complaining? You see how fucked up that is? We did you a favor, see? We could have taken your money, but we didn't. That's thug behavior. That's fucking... <laughs> they're, they're pirates, you know? And the problem is, we all think they're heroes. Have you ever had money extorted by the road pirates we call cops? Because I have. And it doesn't feel good. Because I tend to drive pretty fucking safe.
Now, I'm going pretty long here, so I'm just going to sign out, guys. And I appreciate you if you've listened. Because this is definitely the most... intensely anti-government episode yet and I don't know if you all agree with me when I say that most government is evil but I mean it and I would ask that you consider the possibility that that might be the truth So with that, guys, I know this has been kind of heavy, and I know I call it the Easy Peasy Podcast, but we're still here to talk about the real shit, because this podcast isn't isn't supposed to be easy to listen to. It's It's supposed to encourage you to live a better life, and I think part of that is protecting your own liberty you might think I'm being dramatic but look around there is a armed police military force in our backyard and that is the opposite of what this country was supposed to be we were supposed to be country of citizens whom protected their own communities with militias. John was right, you know. I think John was right about what the Constitution lays out. And we're just so, we're just so naive We've been lulled to sleep. We've been convinced that safety first is the best policy. But the truth is, freedom should come first. In fact, safety is probably a a little ways down that list. To me, freedom is what matters. So... I'm not going to just ramble on all night. I love you all. And I wish you the best. And with that, this has been Mike Whistler with the Easy Peasy Podcast. Signing out. All right, y'all. Here we go. Little little epilogue. Now, it's been about a week since I recorded this episode, and I I wasn't sure if I was gonna post it to be honest, um, because I'm trying to be reasonable. You know, I don't want to be I don't want to seem unreasonable, right? And being a total like cop hater, I don't think it ever comes across as being reasonable. I'm not a cop hater. Like I said, I think most cops are good people. Um, But I think there's a reason that our culture is being 
pushed to the point of saying things like fuck 12, you know, fuck the police, you know, all cops are bastards. Like this is a result of decades and decades of abuses and we can no longer afford to just brush them under the rug. Now, I thought I'd come back on here. I'm really not trying to like drag this episode on forever, but I think there's a valid sort of argument that needs to be made about I don't know how to say this um about I guess what police power should look like and maybe where we've gone wrong. So I've you know, I've done a little bit of reading. I'm I'm no expert, I'm no constitutional lawyer, um, and I'm no historian either, but I am interested in history, and I'm interested in law, and after doing just kind of a little bit of research and reading sort of into the, uh, the precedent for law enforcement, the argument um, of sort of philosophically what police power should look like, you know, the the gist of it is that there's kind of two two purposes for law enforcement, or at least there should be. And one is sort of to use the power to prevent injury to the citizens. And injury can look like a lot of things. It doesn't have to be physical injury. It can be, you know, theft of property destruction of property these are all injuries right so police have the charge of doing what they can to prevent injury right and the other sort of justification for police power is to protect individual liberties and the general welfare okay that's it no more no less. Now, that's what police are supposed to be. I think they've, like I said, I, I take nothing back from my previous recording. I had to, I had to listen to it again, um, just to be sure. But I have no problem calling them road pirates at this point. You know, they they extort money from people who are just trying to go about their business nine out of 10 times, right? I really have no problem with the guy going 100 miles an hour getting pulled over and and getting some kind of citation. That's, you know, putting other people's lives in danger. But every time I've gotten a ticket, it's been some straight up bullshit. You know, most recently I was talking on my cell phone in stop and go traffic and they just had recently passed the hands-free law and again if I had been going 80 miles an hour on the highway you know changing lanes talking on my cell phone that's one thing but when you're crawling when you're crawling at three miles an hour just inchworming in traffic what the fuck right like that was $174, right? It's funny, that always seems to be the number, like 170 something I bet you they've done studies to find out just how much they can get away with stealing without getting too many of us to show up in traffic court, right? Because that's, that's what they don't want. They don't want to have to come in and represent themselves in, in traffic court. But, you know, I probably should have gone. 
and defended myself, even though I still would have gotten the ticket. You know why? Because it would have just thrown a wrench in that cop's day to have to come in and plead his case. And you know what? If he, if he didn't come in, I probably would have been absolved. But I've got a life to live. I don't want to stand in court all day. The other time I got a ticket was for paddling a canoe without a life jacket. Truth is, we had a life jacket. The problem was, we had one life jacket and we had two people. And the DNR, you know, their their job is to is to protect us from ourselves. Yeah, I know I said the the powers of law enforcement include protecting people from injury, but that that's generally recognized to be injuries sort of imposed upon them by other individuals. We have the right to do as we please and to paddle a canoe at our own risk. You know, again, I understand the logic of the rule. It's just like no cell phones while you're driving. Every person must have a life jacket. You know, that sounds awfully reasonable. But then you get the guy that's paddling a canoe no more than 12 feet from the shoreline in no more than four feet deep water who swam for 10 years competitively. I'm not trying to just like act like I'm special. I'm just saying like context matters. I had another $170 ticket for not having two life jackets, but only having one. Does that seem reasonable? Does it seem fair? Does it seem just? Because to me, it feels an awful lot like theft. The police are supposed to protect citizens and their liberties, which include the right to their property. You know, a hundred years ago or so, maybe a little over 150 years ago, shall we say, it was in some states a capital crime to steal a man's horse. The cops steal the equivalent of our horses all the time. They impound our vehicles. I don't think they have that right. Not, not, not unless you've committed a real crime, right? And it's a, it's a, it's a balance. I understand, you know, parking is a, what you'd call sort of a, a scarce commodity, right? So I understand the need for sort of parking fees, you know, parking meters, some level of enforcement, but there has to be a consistent set of rules. This is called the social contract, and we all we all agree to adhere to it up to a certain point. But you know, these arbitrary changes of the rules being done by police, it 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 seems like they've overstepped their power, right? <clears throat> Now, I thought the right to travel is a fairly, 
applicable idea here, right? Because they're they're shutting down at different times. They have been shutting down sections of the city to where you you literally cannot drive through, and basically the Fifth Amendment protects our right to travel as part of our basic liberties and the fifth amendment reads no person shall be held to answer for a capital or otherwise infamous crime unless unless on a presentment or indictment of a grand jury except in cases arising in land or naval forces or in the militia when in actual service in time of war or public danger, nor shall any person be subject for the same offense to be twice put in jeopardy of life or limb, nor shall be compelled in any criminal case to be a witness against himself, nor deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law, nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. Now, I know there's a part in the middle there that gets a little kind of confusing. Again, I'm not a lawyer. Stuff about land or naval forces and the militia and this and that. But that ending there, nor be deprived of life, liberty, or property without due process of law nor shall private property be taken for public use without just compensation. This is broken on a daily basis by the police. I dare you to tell me I'm wrong. They steal our property. You know, and it's one thing, again, if, if you're violating a just law and you are fined or arrested, I mean... If they are acting in the, in the context of preventing injury to others, if you are a reckless driver, you deserve some amount of punishment. But a guy who parks his motorcycle for 60 seconds to go inside to get a bubble tea in a parking spot that has arbitrarily been, been you know, closed with no warning who was immediately pounced on and the only reason they didn't write him a ticket my theory is that they know that these tickets are unjust if they felt these tickets were just it wouldn't have mattered if he came out in the middle of the process of writing the ticket they would have given it to him anyways if he was a criminal they would have punished him but he is not a criminal he's a law-abiding citizen being extorted for personal property by a band of road pirates. I might be a little dramatic in using these words, but I think the logic checks out. Now, the question of what the hell is a militia? You know, this is something that we've been talking more and more about recently. Um... Basically, the, the history of militias in our country is, it's sordid, it's, it's long, it's, it's kind of a mixed bag. Militias often get a bad rap for being disorganized, unprepared, you know, poorly trained, 
these kinds of things and that that can be true that has been true of the past and the truth is you know these militias that we hear about today are kind of a sad echo of what they once were you know what we're talking about these days are you know maybe groups of a dozen or a few dozen guys that live out in rural America and who hang out you know on the weekends and shoot their guns and and it's kind of hard to take it seriously you know especially when the media intentionally paints these fellas to be sort of nutty the truth is I know some of these kind of guys and I don't think they're any nuttier than the rest of us you know if anything I think they've they've given things a lot of thought and maybe they shouldn't be disregarded right they're kind of maintaining a tradition that has in in some ways been almost criminalized but it is very clearly defined in the constitution you know and even George Washington who who was often skeptical of the of the militias and of their 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 trustworthiness their reliability on the field of battle he still defended the the idea of the militias as being a necessary balance of powers right now the militia has been warped into the national guard okay this is the closest thing we have to a legal militia right now but the militias were never supposed to be controlled by the federal government they weren't even necessarily supposed to be controlled by the state government the way it was supposed to work was that they were funded partly at least by state money and that the state would provide some level of sort of training and facilities for that and that the, the governor of any given state could call upon the militia to respond in emergencies right the militias themselves were self-regulated, self-organized, and self hmm, I guess managed. It's kind of redundant. But anyways, are you seeing the point, right? Like that's a balance of powers. And it's so far from that now. Instead, we have police and we have national guard. And the citizens have very little control over any of it. This was not the way it was supposed to be. We were supposed to have a regular military. You know, that's the federal military, the army, the air force, the navy. And then we were supposed to have state militias. But instead... We have this pseudo-military called the National Guard. You know, the citizen soldiers. This is the echo I'm talking about of the militias. These were citizen soldiers, but they were not directly controlled by the Fed. You know, the federal government had very little sway on the state militias, and that's the way it was supposed to be. Many people don't know about the Mormon history in this country. And I'm no Mormon. I, you know, I'm not going to... I've got friends that are Mormons, so I'm going to kind of 
choose my words carefully. I don't believe in their religion, but I believe in their freedom of religion. And the history of Mormonism was one of persecution, you know. And they got pushed further and further west, you know. They got run out of Missouri by the state militias. The governor of Missouri declared an extermination of the Mormons. Talk about genocide, right? Talk about religious persecution. That's not very American. You know, the militias are not always the good guys. And the Mormons, they, you know, got to give them credit where credit's due. They didn't give up. They kept pushing west. And they got to Utah. And they said, this is where we draw our line in the sand. Salt Lake City was an incredibly defensible place. If you've never been, it's surrounded by mountains and a giant lake. And there's only so many sort of ways into the valley. It's very easy to defend. And the federal government didn't like that the Mormons were gaining a stronghold in the western United States. I suppose you couldn't even call it the United States at that point. They, they were the western territories. But the Mormons kind of claimed that, that area. In fact, they declared a sovereign nation. Many people don't know this. The nation of Deseret, I believe it was. Is that right? What was it called? It was something like that. Uh, I'll find out. But the point was, they said no more. This is where we draw our line in the sand. And the federal government wasn't having it. They, they sent troops. And when the federal troops got to Utah, there was a war. The Utah War. Now, it didn't last terribly long. You know, some people died, but eventually sort of a resolution was made where the Utahns, the, the Mormons, they reluctantly accepted statehood or, you know, subjugation to the United States. And they were basically allowed to live. <laughs> you know, there was a all out, all out push for extermination. And they said, no, 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 no. We're going to do us. And y'all can fuck off. And they fought. They fought bravely. Again, I'm not defending the, the religion itself. But these people have the right to their religion. Right? I think that Mormonism in many ways is problematic. So I'm not defending the, the, the specific beliefs. But I'm defending that they they have every right that everyone else has where I, where I see big issues with Mormonism is women's rights and, and the way the children are sometimes treated. You know, that's more the fundamental Mormonism than it is our modern conventional Mormonism. But I'm not trying to get off on a tangent here, guys. I'm just saying like militias, you know, in that case, the, the Mormon militia, is the only thing that stood in the way of a genocide. And if you think that this is 
no longer applicable. If you think that we've evolved beyond this kind of thing, I would suggest you look around and consider that they are actively trying to tear us apart. You know who I mean when I say they. They are actively trying to make us hate one another. And I don't know what's going to happen. But I think it's important, these questions we ask, you know, what are the police supposed to be? What is the militia supposed to be? You know, maybe we can improve. Maybe we can restructure. And I, I truly think we need to draw on our history and look to our Constitution for guidance. I am an anarchist, yes. But I don't, I don't think that the U.S. Constitution is not... You know, I believe it to be the, the best social contract we have ever seen and if we can't defend that contract what good is it you know alright guys I think that's enough I think I've made my point so with that this has been episode 18 of the easy peasy podcast thanks for listening come back again